0: go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on September the 12th, 2013. I always ask newcomers to make sure they use the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com because you can spend an awful long time going through well over a thousand audios for free download and I go through the history of the system and it truly is a remarkable system. Uh, it's been on the go for an awful long time, it's above politics, it's, a, it's above democracy, and it's a, a parallel government, you might say, that was set up a long time ago by the richest folk on the world, or in the world at that time, and their offspring, of course, take over in the generations to come to the present, because they're, they believe they're the top of the evolved species of man at the top basically and they wrote books about it a 100 years ago even before that too to say that all those who could make it to the top through finances and proper marrying meaning having yourself mitted up with someone simply to produce children from a similar kind of background wealthy, wealthy families and so on and having children that won't wander off and do odd things and squander the cash They proved by holding on to their cash for generations that they were the, the fittest to survive and They tied it in with Darwinism, of course And there's the same philosophy it's on the go today It's very very strong indeed, very strong, and it's definitely alive So they set up foundations to run the world Tax-exempt foundations And they actually uh, hire army. they create armies thousands of them, NGO armies across the world to, to lobby all governments along the same path, same agenda, to do with uh, going into austerity to save the world, uh, greening to save the world, taxing your body into austerity to save the world, and so on and so on, all on behalf of the richest people on the planet. And they also want a global society which they can run properly. In other words, they don't want you simply growing up and saying what you want to be or do. They want to decide themselves, number one, if they need you to be born. And if they do, they'll make sure that you're raised the proper way and you're awfully obedient to the system you won't know much more uh, outside your, your your expertise because education, the school-to-work idea was an old Soviet idea, Pavlov came up with it and he said that uh, you can only train them for what they need to know for their particular employment and that's good enough so we're going through a, an old system which is catching up to its goal of a world government global government and uh, and the big boys themselves of course are, who own most of the big international corporations that you'll ever hear of uh, belong to these private clubs, especially the Royal Institute for International Affairs and Council on Foreign Relations. And they set up, uh, they, they own the big banks as well, of course. They set up the, the Bank for International Settlements. They set up the IMF, all private. And they set up the, the, uh, the World Bank too. So their goal was to bring in the world with an economic system running them all. And the BIS would run all the private central banks properly, you see. And scam the, the loot from the top So we're going through big, big changes of course And society always being trained for it That's what the media is there for Is to, to insert the handouts given to them by the big corporations and foundations and governments Right into the paper and uh, And you read it thinking it's news So you've been trained constantly to go along with the upcoming agenda as you go through it And most folk unfortunately swallow it all and never think about it at all Um, After all, if you're kept naive, why would you think someone's wanting to lie to you? Why should they lie to you? It's absurd, isn't it? Um, And it's only because you're naive. You've been trained to be that way. You expect the media to do your reasoning for you. And that's what Brzezinski said. And they've trained you for that too. So help yourself to cutting through the Remember, too, you can get the books and discs from me. That's all I have there. Actually, I don't sell anything else. And I don't take on advertisers to, to sponsor me. And pay and so on Otherwise I'd live awfully well But uh, I can ask by hoping that you will Buy the books and discs and so on And to do so, remember from the US to Canada You can use personal checks still Or you can use international postal money Orders from the post office still to Canada And you can send cash or use PayPal And across the world, Western Union MoneyGram And PayPal Straight donations are seriously welcome As we go through the planned inflation so I've always said so many times that nothing uh, nothing is omitted in this whole system on a, on a large scale. Everything is planned that way. Everything is planned. Wars are planned many, many years in advance, minutely. Every, every possible action to come, counteraction that could come out of it and so on, that's all planned in war game strategy by generals and so on at the top, long before, years sometimes before they'll ever go to war with any particular country. Even to do with the backlash of the public, will they go for this? How will the propaganda be put on the public to see how they'll, you know, all these things are worked out way, way, way in advance. So there's nothing new under the sun. It's always really been like this. It's only more perfected today with uh, scientists, behaviorists, uh, psychologists, uh, anthropologists, even working on board with all the big government teams in the Pentagon. And and so on and so on and so on. So that's how it really works. Nothing comes out the blue as a surprise. And most folk are trained, as I say, to, to really believe the media the way it's put across to you, and the way that you accept your opinions. Because you see, the media leaves you, they guide you to the opinions they know you must come to, like a computer giving you the certain information you must come to this particular opinion. You see this result, and it's quite an easy technique. So as I say, I go through all of that too and it's good to see that other people have taken uh, the stuff I've been promoting for years and uh, using it and putting it out there uh, some in an awfully big way And um, we find, for instance, that um, the Royal Institute for International Affairs were the boys who sent Lord Grey over to the US in the early 20th century uh, Part of his job was to work with Mandel House, Colonel Mandel House to make sure they brought in a private, uh, uh, central banking system, the Federal Reserve into the U.S. That was his main mission. And the, the, the group were very successful in doing that. You even find it in Mandelhaus' own writings. He talked about that and he, he took the credit for doing it. Even though President Wilson was supposedly the president, that the number one manager is just, never the boss. It's the guy behind him. It's the boss. And, um, and, and Chris Mandelhaus also pushed uh, Wilson to help set up the League of Nations because the society at that time was called the Alfred Milner Group, Lord Alfred Milner. It changed its name to the Royal Institute for International Affairs. Uh, Milner wanted the global society to be run and brought in through warfare and then, uh, peace tables, of course, after warfare and then amalgamating the economies together and amalgamating the money system into one big global banking system. And that's what we're, what we're going through today, actually. And don't forget that the U.S. was used mightily on this because uh, Britain was already crashing with all of this ongoing war since it created the private bank there, the, the Bank of England, actually. And they've had one more one war after another. The debt was accumulating. They were running out of even their middle classes and wars, especially after World War One. They killed off so many of their middle-class young men too, uh, as officers and so on that they were going to fail, that was planned ahead too. So the US had to take over and take over the old empire and further the, the ambitions of the empire into a global system. So Mandelhaus told Wilson uh, that um, he should push for the League of Nations, which is a precursor of the United Nations. They wanted this to be the, the embryo, the, the prototype for, a, for a, a world government, you see. So today uh, we find it's fairly interesting that the United Nations, as the US uh, has been exposed in so many ways, will tie in too to give more power to the United Nations, because the public across the world are sick, just sick of ongoing wars from the US. So then get the United Nations up to its full power, just like they said that they're putting up the IMF to its full power, Uh, the World Bank and the Bank for International Settlements, all at this time, all going to their full power that they were designed to go to a long time ago. It's all happening now, folks. So it's awfully, awfully interesting to watch this going on. Plus, of course, the big bankers that are always in charge of everything and and, in charge of these foundations uh, and and the global society they're bringing in, uh, they also want, this is also a war of resources. Back in the 70s, to come out with, in fact, even the 60s, Some of the intelligence guys were writing books on this, the coming resource wars, where they'd find excuses to plunder countries, especially the Caribbean countries, to plunder all their oil and minerals and so on. Back with more after This... Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix Talking about uh, a little bit of the, how this system came to be And talking about uh, the beginnings of the League of Nations uh, All the way down to the United Nations and, uh, and further too Because naturally the big boys didn't want to stop there They wanted to take over a, a global society And uh, destroy all, almost all cultures Not One would be left But um, they would destroy all cultures With multiculturalism too uh, to, to, to lose her nationalistic flavor. That was the whole point of it too, you see. And uh, and then they would run the world uh, peacefully and happily uh, as a big banker, naturally will always do. But it, said, it said, this is such an article here to do with... Um, it ties in with this too, because if you go into the history uh, of, say, the Royal Institute for International Affairs and the Mil- Alfred Milner Group, uh, and so on. They had this, it was so well organised their organisation because they had an inner party and an outer party, just like George Orwell, That's where, he, where he got his idea from. And the inner party uh, met in secret, and they were, they did not just like high masons do. They don't tell uh, higher secrets to the lower masons. Same thing with the inner party, and only they knew the true agenda and all the machinations they were up to with creating wars across the world way back then. And the outer party believe do on faith, Uh, and plus you get well rewarded too if you're a good member, uh, and you do whatever you're told. You go up the ladder, you see. Uh, So nothing's really changed to the present day. But they also had sections which they called groups, and they had groups of fours that that, they had worked on certain aspects of the world's economy and so on. Groups of five, groups of sevens, and so on. And that's where the group of eight and the group of twenty comes from as well, by the way. Same organization running the world today. And so you find this article here, for instance, a good article. And it says, St. Petersburg, Russia, emerging and developed G20 powers struggle to find common ground on Thursday over their turmoil unleashed by the prospect of the United States reducing a flood of dollars to the world economy. You see? So right off the bat, they're pushing, but we need something to get more power. To say, to say, who runs the world's money system? Which, of course, is the bank for international settlements, to give them more and more power. In other words, we can't go on the old way, and so on. So it is a group of 20 which united in response to global crisis in 2009, now faces a U.S. economy picking up, uh, Europe lagging, and developing economies facing blowback from the looming taper of the Federal Reserve's monetary stimulus. Our main task is returning the global economy towards steady and balanced growth. Now, that's just all nonsense and lies because these are the same boys that know they have to bring you into austerity. These are the same boys, by the way, who drafted up uh, the, the Treaty for the Unification of Europe and, to, and super-Soviet. These are the same guys with the American branch Council on Foreign Relations that drafted up the paper that the presidents of Canada and Mexico and the and US have been signing for, for years now. For integration, same thing, they wanted three main trading blocks And uh, they run them all, that 's the whole idea behind it So they, they, they pretend there's a crisis there because it appears to be when they say so And of course they always have the solution that we need a global governance system to manage it all And even said in their own writings that eventually the power of the purse Will be the final uh, thing that will bring all of this in Anyway, it says, our main task is returning the global economy towards steady and balanced growth, which is nonsense. That we've been de-industrialized. These are the same boys, by the way, who created the World Trade Organization uh, to set up uh, China as being the manufacturer for the planet. You see. So it says, um, leaders signed off on jobs and growth initiative as well as steps to combat international tax evasion and tighten financial regulation but concerns persisted that renewed market turbulence could hit developing countries hardest. And so on. You really worry about the poor, these guys, you know. Systemic risks, the conditions for an acute crisis relapse persists, Putin said, because Putin attended it too. The summit was overshadowed by great power tensions over the Sir crisis, with leaders addressing security matters for over dinner after traditional debate on a world economy that is doing slightly better than a year ago, so they say. Maybe it's for them, mind you. But anyway, I'll put this up tonight to show you that that this is all one organization That has different names for different areas It's one that go for a hundred years And they have branches across every country in the world that advise governments on all policies All policies, folks And and they're still on the go towards their, their final goal These are the same guys too who had their top think tanks tell them years ago they'd have to reduce the world's population too because we wouldn't need all the all the laboring classes down the road. And they would bring in high-tech machines and robots and so on to serve them better, or they could re-engineer a humanity genetically to serve them better. Quite something. And did you vote? Did you, did you get a vote in any country out there uh, for the creation of this private club? Of your elected presidents and prime ministers. It's a private club, folks. And give themselves the power uh, to do, make global laws and so on. Nobody did. Of course, you didn't. Because there is no democracy. It never was. So, put that self tonight at com. Also, for those who can remember uh, about the former CIA Milan station chief, Robert Seldon Lady is his name, Seldon Lady. Uh, he was arrested for you know, kidnapping people, extraordinary rendition, which is normal. It's not extraordinary at all. It's very common. But he did it without permission and so on, uh, and he got caught by the Italian authorities, and he was sentenced to nine years in prison. And it says that um, he's asking Italy's president to pardon him for kidnapping an Egyptian Muslim cleric under the U.S. Extraordinary Rendition Programme. A lady was amongst 23 Americans convicted for snatching Hassan Mustafa Osama Nasser from a street in Milan in 2003 And whisking him away to be questioned in Egypt The Italian trial was the first of its kind against such renditions Practised by former US President George W. Bush's administration and the week of September 11 attacks in Washington and New York Of course Obama stepped it up So this lady was tried in and absentia and, and uh, first convicted in 2009 Last year his final appeal was rejected Ladies' lawyer Tom Spencer and President uh, Giorgio Napolitano's office Confirmed on Thursday that a pardon request had been made So, uh, here they go I mean, these are big teams, you know This is for what they snatch one guy They have them across the whole planet now They'll be doing it at home too, I'm sure And folk get disappeared all the time, don't they? Because the problem? Disappear This is becoming more and more common And you're getting used to it too we're all being trained to accept these things because there's no outrage. There's no natural in, inside outrage that comes out of you. If you're outraged, it's because the media tells you to be. But whenever we never get outraged about things we, should, we can come to our own conclusions about. We never do that because most people don't come to their own conclusions, unfortunately. You've all been trained. All been trained. And also, I mean, Europe, I can remember when they, they forced the votes time after time on the, on the different countries in Europe to join this EU non-democratic superpower. This big new, brand new Soviet system. Non-democratic again. And all the lies he told the public about, oh, free, it was just free trade. It was just free trade. That was all it was. By the way, getting back to that Alfred Milner group, they were the guys who came up and said that their, their, uh, their spiel would be free trade. That's how they'd sell us to the public. Anyway, it says here, that the UK is Europe's addictions capital this is, how, this is how far Britain's gone after joining it By this time they're supposed to be walking around In togas doing very little work Because machines would be doing it all And they'd be so wealthy and happy, etc, etc uh, That they need more and more entertainment and recreation That was in the papers Many, many, many years ago Was it Plugged the lies, plugged the lies And what they've done with it Europe's addictions capital And the UK is the worst, it says it's has become the drug and alcohol addictions capital of Europe A think tank has warned The Centre for Social Justice set up by Working pension Secretary Ian Duncan Smith Said drink and drug abuse cost the UK £36 billion a year a, reported, uh, a report warned that the UK had become a hub for websites Peddling potentially dangerous legal highs The CSJ also criticised the government for failing to tackle heroin addiction And cheaply available alcohol This is what they wanted to On the people, folks. They got what they want. They're dysfunctional now. There's no problem. Back out of this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Folks were back cutting through the matrix Talking about the system There's only one system And it's worldwide And it, it, it takes countries up Makes empires of them And then collapses them too Down through the ages It's a standard technique And when you want to collapse an empire There's many ways to do it But first you must destroy culture And, uh, and the culture gives you What they think of as nationalism They don't want nationalism You see For most countries But There's, there's an exception but, but for other countries No it kind can of nationalism and, uh, and that makes them easy prey for, for themselves to exploit, you see. But, uh, what they do is, uh, what they've done actually in many countries is even back in the sixties, they came out with uh, during the, during uh, the big music era that they came out with rock and roll and all the rest of it. They brought in the drugs. They brought in the drugs and the hippies. And hippies too were part of the, the whole agenda. They didn't know it themselves. Everyone gets used, you know. And, uh, and the uh, drugs was good, they say. And the BBC pushed it from the top down. Always interviewed guys who had fallen off Their chairs, guys who were supposed to be rock stars Literally fallen off their chairs And then the interviewer would, would turn To the camera and, and tee hee he he As it was all funny It was all okay And the youngsters saw that, these are the new These are the people that emulate their idols And that's what kicked it off Now you've got a few generations past And as here you have The UK being the drug and alcohol addictions capital of Europe So that was all planned that way and also let a lot of people come in from India. I can remember meeting a lot of them in different places. And these guys were stinking rich. Like they were buying up big whole streets in Edinburgh, Glasgow, and across Scotland, slum lords they called them, because these places were really being condemned. But they also uh, were bringing in the big, big drugs too, and uh, all kinds of drugs as well. And that was all permitted as well, that they come in like that en masse. Anyway, says a report warned the UK has become the head for web, uh, hub for websites peddling potentially dangerous legal highs. The CSJ also criticised the government for failing to tackle heroin addiction and cheaply available alcohol. This is a report called No Quick Fix found that last year 52 people in England and Wales died after taking legal highs which is up from twenty-eight the previous year That's not all the ones with the so-called legal ones the substances are referred to as club drugs and including salvia and green rolex are often marketed as bath salts we've heard about in the states or research chemicals but here's the loophole left in them for, for, for Britain but the drugs can be sold legally as long as they are clearly marked not for human consumption well what kind of consumption is it meant for? it says but have been known to cause permanent bladder damage, blood poisoning And death, it says According to the Centre for Social Justice There are now more than 130 UK registered websites Selling the products cheaply by mail order Making postal service workers unwitting drug mules Well, it's all designed that way, folks Or they would have stopped it ages ago If they wanted to If they wanted to If you go into countries that are called failed countries They've already been demolished Uh, You'll find when their cultures and so on are destroyed You'll find the same things you'll find in a lot of American Indian areas Where they live together Um, The children are sniffing glue all the time Or sniffing gasoline Anything to get this high And of course the glue stuff rots their brains and everything else But uh, that's what they do You become nihilistic and and you end up doing yourselves in Darwin talked about it too And it's not nothing new has been done before down through the centuries of course but this is a this is what happens when countries don't know what they are anymore. Their culture is total destroyed. They have corruption daily in the news. That nothing happens about the corruption at the top, and uh, and they simply become despondent and and nihilistic. You see that as youngsters, and they, they just do themselves in for escapism. That's what this is a big plan, of course. Then you're very easily managed. They, they did not want the same people who could come together. In the past, and be awfully strong uh, to, to be strong at this particular time, they don't want that at all. also, again, from the United Nations is that you hear more and more from the United Nations as they, they they keep pushing themselves to the, to the forefront as an arbiter of all, all the world's problems. You see, this is part of the agenda, and a lot of that will probably get them to them because of this fracas with the U.S and Syria and all the rest of it. It's all worked out that way. And it says the UK's shocking bedroom tax This is a new tax here in Britain Should be axed, says the United Nations Social housing in the UK is deteriorating And is almost a lottery Argued the UN housing expert Rachel Rollnick. Her, her claims that the shocking bedroom tax Affects the most vulnerable citizens Drew fire from the Tories Who called her report a disgrace In other words, that's the standard rubbish you get in Britain The Tories and so on And, uh, and the Liberals and all the rest of them the UN a Special Investigator on Housing has called the British government to scrap its unpopular bedroom tax, officially known as a spare room subsidy after hearing shocking accounts of how the policy is affecting some of Britain's most vulnerable people. Bedroom tax was introduced by the coalition government last April in a bid to save money from the £24 billion a year housing benefit bill. See, so it's totally socialist, you say. Create socialism, and, and you always get to this stage. This is, this is the purpose of socialism, folks. It has a purpose. It's not what most people think. that follow it. And it says, Raquel uh, Rolnik, former urban planning minister for Brazil, and now the UN's rapporteur on adequate housing, says Britain's previously good record of providing housing to poorer people in society is being eroded by successive government's failure to provide sufficient and affordable social housing. Well, there's nothing... Really affordable anymore Except, you know The bath salts And the drugs Actually a lot of them Are getting cheaper apparently Also too You find that the US Has its tentacles Into every country Just like Britain did You see When it was the, the head of the empire and the world policeman is like to call it It sounds better than, than Being a, you know A tyrant <laughs> Conquering across the planet So the world policeman Sounds better But it says that The big three Sweden reacts to a report Of Intel cooperation With the NSA and the GCHQ of Britain And it's, uh, it's, it's Well of course it is They've been in there for a long time It says, the leaders came forward to express deep concern After the report alleged that the country's spy agency Has close ties with NSA and GCHQ And is the third major partner In surveillance cooperation Well so is Germany and every other country there. But, and apart from that Even if they don't join in these things The NSA uh, just, just hacks them all anyway it knows all your data So I won't say much more about that Also, this article too says, Syria intelligence being manipulated even more than in the Iraq war. Of course, all intelligence is manipulated. Intelligence agents make the propaganda, you see. And it says that the Obama administration is manipulating intelligence about Syria in exactly the same ways that the Bush administration did to justify the Iraqi war. Specifically, the Obama administration is copying Bush's playbook of trying to kick UN weapons inspectors out of the target country so they can't finish their investigation. The Bush administration also famously stovepiped information from the Warhawks directly to the President, cutting out the normal vetting process by intelligence agencies. Likewise, IPS reports today, contrary to the general impression in Congress and the news media, the Syria Chemical Warfare Intelligence Summary, released by the Barclay administration August 30, did not represent any intelligence community assessment. An IP analysis, uh, IPS analysis and interviews with former intelligence officials reveal, the evidence indicates that Director of National Intelligence James Clapper Culled intelligence analysis from various agencies and by the White House itself But that the White House itself had the final say in the contents of the documents So they make up the propaganda and the intelligence to justify the war Same as Bush did too So things are going to plan of course You find too that countries that are totally socialist And Scotland had no say in the matter of course you had this fake party that came in called the Scottish Nationalist Party. It's sounded awfully good to Scotland that's never had a, a nation for an say in anything for a couple of hundred years. And then comes the Scottish National Party. And uh, they're doing exactly the same thing as, as, as all the crooks and socialist countries do. I mean, I don't care if it's socialist or not, or capitalist, socialist, whatever you might call it. It's all the same, folks. The crooks rise to the top. And here they are, it says, they're accused of using taxpayer cash to buy land for their pals. Well, there's nothing new in that, is there? You're down through history like that. The SNP government was accused of using taxpayers' cash to buy a piece of land for £840,000 from a leading businessman before selling it back to him for just £50,000 at the first, first Minister's questions today. Labour, Labour leader uh, Johan Lamont Claimed that Alex Salmon's government had presided over the land deals in Glasgow with John McGlynn, who said he's likely to back independence. Ms. Lamont suggested there had been gross incompetence over the use of taxpayers' cash in the deal with Mr. McGlynn, the founder of the Airlink Group, who previously backed the Tories. The Labour leader said that the land that had previously been set aside for the shelved Glasgow Airport rail link had been uh, seen Mr. Glynn handed something for next to nothing. Well, that's what they do it. When Maggie Thatcher was, and I had to laugh all the time because her little guy, Dennis, that was all trotting along beside her, uh, was into real estate, big real estate projects, especially for selling to military purposes and so on. And Maggie Thatcher was one of the people at the top who was deciding what what land the government was going to buy uh, for various military projects, you see. And guess who always got the, the first dibs at it? Well, her husband, Dennis. And they jacked the prices up that you wouldn't believe. And got rich. This is the real world, folks. It stinks. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. Here we are, cutting through the matrix and You find that the media, of course, has always been used and owned by the big boys themselves. There's lots of data on that and how they got Britain into the World War II, even, by the Royal Institute for International Affairs, got their members together, and some of their members owned all the media in Britain. And they said, we're going to terrify the public to make them think this upcoming war is real, to get them really on board, sort of psychologically going towards it, getting to accept it. So they decided to put stories about getting gassed, to get gassed from the air. And so they dished out gas masks to, to all the people in Britain, which were never used. And then they had people uh, digging up uh, the grounds across London there to make these trenches, trenches to save you from air raids. I mean, really clever, eh? but was, of course, the intention really was just to get you all used. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's coming, and that's what they did. That's actually in their own records that, that they did that. They boasted about it afterwards. But the British media is awfully good at distracting you from of, of all the real things that are happening and the corruption and all the rest of it by emotive topics, you see. And when something, something should be said about other things, they won't say it. They'll simply give you an emotive topic to argue about. And the, the little people, as they call them, will certainly do that. And they'll say, did you hear? Did you hear that uh, Richard Dawkins said, mild paedophilia never did me any harm? The atheist scientist Richard Dawkins, uh, provides outrage after he says recent child abuse scandals have been overblown. See? that's a guarantee to get the emotions gone and get them off the fact that they're, that they're, they're broke. Uh, there's so much drug addiction. There's still masses of people coming flooding into the country now from all over the world. All diverse cultures that, that can't even get on with each other, some of them. And, uh, and it's all intentional, of course. It's been that way for years. But they're broke and there's unemployment like you wouldn't believe. Anyway, says so the God delusion author was a victim of mild pedophilia at school, he said it was important not to judge such incidents by modern standards. So the atheist writer and intellectual Richard Dawkins has sparked fury by suggesting the recent speed of child sex abuse scandals have been overblown. This is the God Delusion author who reveals in his new autobiography how he is victim of mild paedophilia with people at boarding school said that such incidents should not be judged by the standards. In an interview published in the Times Magazine he said, I'm very conscious that you can't condemn people of an earlier era by the standards of ours just as we don't look back at the 18th and 19th centuries and condemn people for racism in the same way as we would condemn a modern person for racism. I look back a few decades to my childhood and see things like caning, mild pedophilia, and I can't find it in me to condemn it by the same standards as I or anyone would today. So he says here, he's also known for his strong religious criticism. Remember too, he's he's a, a secular humanist. It belongs to a human society. And that is a religion in itself. You have to really go through that and see if it's an absolute religion, folks. Anyways, he said it was important to distinguish between uh, varying levels of paedophilia and that cases involving rape and murder should not be compared to mild touching up, he says. In a new autobiography, Professor Dawkins told how a master at Salisbury uh, Prep School had pulled him around his knee and put his hand inside his shorts, adding that other boys had been molested by the same teacher's homosexual paedophilia, you see. So I guess he didn't mind it. Maybe he, maybe he liked it. Who, who knows? Maybe he liked it. Well, he said that he had found the episodes extremely disagreeable. He wrote, I don't think he did any of us any lasting damage. So there you go. But it's just guaranteed to get emotions going, you see. Guaranteed. That's why they put it out. And at the same time, they put that one out too. They distract you by also giving David Attenborough once again. It's who's telling the public don't have large families once, once more, you know. Human beings have stopped evolving. See, there's, there's, there's their belief system. Uh, and it says, And should be persuaded not to have large families, Sir David Attenborough said. The TV naturalist, who is now 87, said he was not optimistic about the future and things are going to get worse. He said he didn't believe that humans would b- b- become extinct, but told the Radio Times, I think that we've stopped evolving. Now, that's what they said about 100 years ago when they formed Rawlings for International Affairs, that the ones at the top of the tree... Were the creme de la creme They were the highest On the tree of evolution The rest All the junk genes Types people down below Couldn't evolve any further Same agenda Same club By the way It Because it is if Natural selection As proposed by Darwin is the main mechanism Of evolution There may be other things But it does look like As though that's the case Then we'll stop Natural selection You see We stopped natural selection As soon as we started Being able to rear 95 to 99% Of our babies That are born With only species to have put a halt to natural selection of its own free will, as it were. And he says, in the future, I don't think we're going to become extinct. Well, his lot won't, you see. Or his children, too. He'd have few himself. He says, we're very clever and extremely resourceful, and we'll find ways of preserving ourselves, and that I'm sure. Of that, I'm sure. But whether our lives will be as rich as they are now is another question. Well, damn sure they will be, because, you see, they use all our tax money in these organisations. And these secret societies To make sure they and their kin go off Into the glorious beyond of the future Where we all just die off down below But I'm not kidding about that either not kidding at all Also in Britain I came out with about Nigel Evans uh, The the Speaker of the House of Commons In the Parliament Deputy Speaker as you say Is charged uh, with eight sexual offences Now he came out as, as, as a homosexual Two years ago I think it was And all the praise and all the praise How brave, brave, brave and all that stuff But now he's charged after eight uh, people Have come forward at least And 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 say that he molested them Unlike you know um, Unlike um, uh, the, the other one I mentioned too Who talked about it wasn't too bad It's mild paedophilia So it was arrested in May On five counts of rape and sexual assault The MP was rearrested after two men came forward with new allegations. And then the DPP announced Deputy Speaker has now been charged on eight counts. Evans denies allegations, but now has resigned his Commons post. So it says uh, the 55-year-old Tory Conservative said he would continue to represent his Ribble Valley constituency in Lancashire, but as an independent member of Parliament. And it was told he will stand trial accused of eight offences, the most serious of which carries a maximum life penalty. Decision to charge the openly gay politician. Uh, I don't know he's not that happy now. A popular figure in Westminster came after he was arrested for a, a third time yesterday morning. Uh, and so on and so on it goes. But uh, just, I'm sure he'll say it's mild. It's mild. Probably that's why that one came out. It was just mild paedophilia, you know. It's okay, mild. And also, um, <laughs> wind farms are, are slaughtering birds as we know. But it's also killing off the eagles in some countries as well. And it says, uh, wind farms are killing 67 eagles in in five years. This is one area where they put them up in Washington, I think. Wind energy farms uh, themselves have killed at least 67 golden and bald eagles in the last five years, but the fair could be much higher according to the new scientific study by government biologists. The research represents one of the first tallies of eagle deaths attributed to the nation's growing wind energy industry. Which has been a pillar of President Barack Obama's plans to reduce the population blamed for global warming Wind power releases no air pollution, he says But at a minimum, scientists wrote, wind farms in 10 states have killed at least 85 eagles since 1997 With most deaths occurring between 2008 and 2012 As the industry was greatly expanding Most deaths, 79, were golden eagles that struck the wind turbines One of the eagles counted in a study was electrocuted by a power line (laughs) So everything's just wonderful. Mind you, too, they, they believe, and they am sure they can. They can probably create new ones in the future by using their DNA and all the rest of it. Plus, they have, uh, they have all kinds of specimens and, and deep freeze as well. And they actually have arcs of them, actually. Uh, maybe for us, too, they'll kill us all off and then bring a few of us alive to be slaves, but alter us a little bit, you see. DC residents losing property in predatory debt collection program. It says here. So, Washington, D.C. officials have set up a controversial program that allows out of state investors to initiate foreclosures against homeowners who have fallen behind on their taxes, in some cases for just hundreds of dollars. It's a, it's a planned ripoff, folks. Actually, compound interest always is, always was. The District of Columbia, for many years, placed liens, uh, a means of debt security on properties when homeowners fail to pay their taxes. Those liens were then sold at public auction to investors who were able to make a profit by charging the homeowner's interest on top of the tax debt until the total bill was repaid. The program, however, has turned into a predatory system of debt collection for well-financed out-of-town companies that turned $500 delinquencies into $5,000 debts. An in-depth Washington Post investigation reported well those who have the greed really do go forward, don't they? They're awfully awfully successful, aren't they? What do you think? From Hamish Seattle, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to I me mean, God, God school gods go with you.